you're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, we cover all the issues. And like that dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it is uh, March the 8th, which would, oh, this is a this is a Wednesday. Boomer's on the board. Hit it, man. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. <laughs> Guess what day it is. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. <laughs> Love it. Always good. Always, Always good. good. It makes Wednesdays. Uh, it's camel day. It's hump day. It's halfway through the week. Congratulations to all of you. You have made it. You have made it halfway to the weekend. So anyway, uh, congrats to you. And uh, Boomer, we may have to play the uh, camel later in the show, too. Oh, I think so. I just have the feeling we almost caught some people off guard. Like, they weren't even ready for the camel yet. They, they weren't. They forgot it was Wednesday. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing we reminded them. Yes. All right. Hey, listen, we got a great show laid on for you. Uh, Four o'clock today, the Grand Council. Today, my brethren, Jeff, I mean, uh, Dale Dale Jackson had to uh, bow out. So uh, Sean Sullivan, who who has a show called Midday Mobile down in Mobile at uh, FM Talk 106.5, he'll be on the uh, show with us along with Jeff Poor, Grand Council, coming up at four o'clock today. You're going to want to hear it. So there's that. And then I got a triple dipper full of stuff. Hit it, man. The Triple Dipper. Three stories you've got to know. That's right. The Triple Dipper. Three stories, three themes, if you will, that you have got to know as we run today's show. Number one, war with Mexico. By the way, I did not put a question mark on the end of that. War with Mexico. Is it possible? I mean, is it possible at the very least that we would have military action on on Mexican soil? You know, it's a question. It's worth talking about. I think we need to debate it. Uh, we're there. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Number one of the Triple Dipper, war with Mexico. Number two, the state of the state. So last night, Governor Ivey delivered her state of the state of speech. Uh, first impressions coming out today. Uh, and I will give you all the skinny on what she said and didn't say in her state of the state address. And uh, that's coming up number two on the uh, Triple Dipper. And then number three, COVID aftermath. So, yeah, it's amazing to me that we still have things happening that, you know, people are still wearing masks in certain places and it's proven that it didn't work. We still have some policies like uh, why is it that an international tennis star can't come play in Florida of all places? And we'll cover it. The COVID aftermath. And are there investigations and who's going to find what? We'll we'll discuss that in detail, number three on the Triple Dipper. But let me move over to my comments for the day. And I, and I got to tell you, this is going to segue right into the first part of the Triple Dipper on the war with Mexico. And, and, you know, there's an old saying, and I believe it's true, that sometimes truth can be stranger than fiction. I mean, really strange, in fact. How, how many times have we seen things come to pass that were the subject of fictional accounts? Like George Orwell's book, 1984, comes up in discussions all the time now. But if you want to have some fun, go online and Google things like things from Star Trek that came true. You just do it. Just Google it. Things from Star Trek that came true. You'll find a list. 
Here's another one that sort of has a cult-like following in terms of what came true. It was that campy movie from the early 90s, Demolition Man. You ever seen that one? Stars Sylvester Stallone, Sandra Bullock, and Wesley Snipes. Uh, the movie takes place in the future, and whole articles have been written about the things that have already come true from its crazy dialogue and scenes. Truth, being stranger than fiction, is, is a thing, y'all. Well, what got me started on this, though, is the news cycle regarding Mexico right now. So I'll unpack this more in the next segment, but suffice to say, I was caught up by news that there is a growing discussion about the possibility of U.S. military action against Mexican drug cartels, something that if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I've been saying it's about time to do. It all stems from the brutal and very violent kidnapping and murder of American tourists just last week in the Mexican state of Tamaulipas, a news story that cannot be ignored. And in the wake of that story, which has developed into two of the four members of a group of friends who just ventured across the border for no other reason than just personal choice, we now have a story that finally has the Mexican government scrambling. Yeah, the Mexican government is in oh-crap mode right now at the office of El Presidente Obrador right now. And as I watch the news and prepare for today's show, it made me think back to another movie that may turn out to be, you know, truth playing out in a manner that's stranger than fiction. So the movie I'm talking about, though, is Act of Valor. I know Boomer says he's seen it. Act of Valor. It came out in 2012. It made waves because of the manner in which it was made. Act of Valor is a fictional story, ostensibly, and it follows the actions of a team of Navy SEALs. The action scenes, I'm, I kid you not, the action scenes are some of the best in modern warfare-related movies, but the acting is terrible. It just is. The acting is terrible. But it's terrible only because most of the main characters are not actually actors. They were nearly all actual Navy SEALs whose real names don't even appear in the credits. Like I said, the action scenes were epic. Small boat extractions, airborne insertions, submarine link-ups, firefights that were extremely convincing using tactics that, you know, didn't make me cringe because of their Hollywoodized lack of authenticity. And put it on your surround sound, you may have your neighbors calling to check on you. And in one of those stranger-than-fiction kind of pieces... I realized last night that one of the main characters who they simply call Senior Chief, Senior Chief in the movie is now is an actual Navy SEAL who now serves in Congress. I follow him on social media. It's Congressman Derek Van Orden. All right, so what's the deal? Why am I talking about this movie? Because the focus of the movie became a national security issue that wound up in Mexico. Ah, there it is. And yes, the storyline was very realistic. In the movie, an international trafficker of arms and drugs has a link to a Chechen jihadist who has a newly developed and virtually undetectable type of suicide vest. And the story goes in the movie that the southern border is so porous and the Chechen knows it. And so he, de he develops the means to get his 60 suicide vests into Mexico and he intends to link up with drug cartels to use their tunnels and safe houses to access the United States. His intent? Simply kill as many Americans as he can. His plan? exploit the porous southern border and synchronize the ability of suicide bombers to blow themselves up at places like sporting events, shopping malls, political rallies, busy train stations, anywhere and everywhere that people are gathered, and do it all over the nation. Fear, mayhem, death, economic shutdowns. His goal is to make it worse than 9-11, and it comes, it comes via international connectivity between terrorists and Mexican cartels and the use of a porous southern border. Well, as you might imagine, the operators from the SEAL team, they wind up in Mexico, and the fight that occurs is epic, and in my opinion, very realistic. And I also believe it may be long overdue. Ask yourself this question. 
If ISIS were to launch a killing spree on U.S. soil, would we sit idly by? If al-Qaeda could pull off another 9-11, would the U.S. simply sit still? The answer is no, of course not. But yet we continue to pretend that the nearly failed state of Mexico was going to somehow make all of this better. In the past few years, the number of Americans who have died just from fentanyl that flooded across our southern border has reached levels never thought of. In just 2021 alone, y'all, in 2021 alone, over 107,000 U.S. citizens died from fentanyl overdoses right here in the U.S. That's nearly 300 a day. That's 35 times more than died on 9-11. That's almost twice the number of U.S. service members who died in Vietnam. In fact, if you took just that one year of fentanyl deaths, just that one year, the number of overdose deaths would exceed the total amount of service members that we lost in Vietnam, the first Gulf War, and the entire 20-year global war on terror combined. This does not even take into account the fact that the toll keeps rising. It's only one year is what I quoted you. It's going on and on. Even here in Alabama, where it was announced just this past week that fentanyl has already killed 100 people in the first two months of the year in one Alabama county, just one of our counties. Well, then consider the other drugs, the human trafficking, the number of terrorist watch list names that have been detained. My friends, the United States population has grown by almost 2% since Biden took office on the illegal border crossings alone. At what point does the southern border move from being a social crisis to a security crisis? Well, I contend we're there now. Now, I'm not so hawkish that I cannot recognize that military action by the United States in Mexico is an extreme escalation. My preference would be to bolster Mexico to rescue itself. But consider this on the lowest possible level. Think of it this way. If you discovered that the neighbor across the street from your house was a violent individual who had a meth lab in his garage and there was reason to believe that he wanted to harm your family, would you let your child attend a sleepover at that house? Would you sit quietly and hope they would just move away? Or would you put safeguards in place and tell your kids to avoid that house, maybe call the police to ask for assistance? Well, that's where we are with Mexico. Mexico is our failed neighbor whose house is not safe for us to visit. Mexico allows the export of dangerous substances with complete disregard for our citizens. Mexico, at the very least, is a safe haven for people who mean us harm. At the very worst, it is complicit in the harm. So I'd like to see a return to the Mexico of old, a vibrant partner right here in the same hemisphere. But at this point, I'm going to be honest with you, I will not blink if a Tomahawk missile takes out a cartel drug lab or if a special operations team goes down there and captures a cartel leader and brings him back here for justice. Nor will I flinch if I learn that snatch-and-grab missions bring bad guys to justice on both sides of the border. It's that bad, and I'm tired of it. And in my view, we're looking at a situation right now where fiction has become the truth of our day-to-day. And we need to do something about it. And that's a wrap for The Right Side Way. All right, hard words. And I know it. I know it's hard words. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Are we there? Would you would you feel like we have done something wrong if we put a missile in a drug lab in Mexico? Your thoughts. I mean, you're welcome to call in and tell me. 833-687-4448. But I'm going to be honest with you. If this was ISIS doing it, we would have already done something. But for some reason, because it's a drug cartel in Mexico, we sit idly by and just let them rape and pillage our people. Phil Williams... Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
We are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid conservative, just plain right. So uh, so Boomer Charlene just texted me and said, I had to miss your monologue today. I said, it wasn't a big deal. Just me, you know, calling for war with Mexico. <laughs> no biggie. No biggie. No big deal just, at all. Just Phil's getting kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of hangry. Have a Snickers bar, Phil. Um, <laughs> hey, new on the text line, shout out to Big Dave from Woodstock. Uh, we're Big glad Dave. Big Dave from Woodstock. We're glad you're on the text line there, buddy. Uh, I had a number of text messages. Let me see what all I got. Yeah. What I got here. What's going on here? Uh, Raven from Russellville. Uh, Raven from Russellville, uh, a, a, a soft veteran, if I'm not mistaken, special operations guy. He says, I'm a bit long in the tooth, but nothing would give me more pleasure than giving some Mexican drug dealers and human traffickers a five, five, six ticket to their final judgment. Just saying, <laughs> I, I said, I remember back some years ago. Uh, when the commander of special forces, the SF commander, uh, said his preference was five five six diplomacy, he called it five five six diplomacy. Gotta love it. Um, yeah, I got some. I got some rowdy people out there in ruffian land, man. I'm gonna tell you, there's some people ready to take the high ground, or for that matter, the low ground, whatever it is. Uh, Ike from Somerville just says, "Nuke them till they glow, then shoot them in the dark. Problem solved." <laughs> nice. Uh, Frank from Huntsville texted in, says, our government puts out warnings to Americans about the Mexican cartel and going into Mexico, but we have the most relaxed border policies I could ever remember. True. In fact, I got, I've got an article here in a minute that I'll get into as part of the number one of the Triple Dipper. The, I mean, but basically, the article says is basically put your affairs in order before you go to Mexico. That's, that's what it pretty much says. Uh, so, yeah, I'll cover that in a minute. Uh, Jeremy from Huntsville just giving me the, uh, the kudos on the, uh, on the opening for the day's show. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you very much. Um, John from Huntsville says, war with Mexico. Should I get my grenade launcher? Sure. John from Huntsville, go right ahead. Get your grenade launcher. Uh, I recommend you not loading it until it's time to go. Um, Adam from Decatur texted in, I guess, because I, what I had said about the fact that the Triple Dipper today contains a whole section on COVID aftermath. He says, uh, Huntsville Hospital still requires masks, a clear example of virtue signaling. Mm, I did not know that. Well, anyway, you want to text in, the number's there for you, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. That's the uh, phone line. You can call it or text it. If you text it for the very first time, like you've never done it before, like it is truly your first time, tell us your uh, first name and where you're from. And we'll plug you into the system along with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and, and hundreds of people who are now in the text line. It's just, wow. Who's that one from, Boomer? It's... <laughs> JT. JT from Lacey. JT from Lacey Springs. What did, he, what did he send us? It's a it's a picture of, of a, a shirt of a t shirt of a t shirt. It's not a gun. It's a high speed wireless communication device. <laughs> <laughs> it gets the message across. Uh, Raven for Russellville just chiming in on my five five six diplomacy says Amen. Susan from Elkmont. She says, "Are we sure that with all the arms we're sending to Ukraine, the cartel isn't better armed than us?" You know, I got news. Uh, if you saw the uh, firefights that they were having uh, down there not long ago with the Mexican National Guard, um, there were some serious there was some serious firepower. Now I don't know what they have in terms of you know uh, heavy weapons. Um, I don't know to what extent they have the ability to uh, you know take out aircraft or armored vehicles or whatever else, but they've certainly got it going on when it comes to um, uh, small arms. There's no doubt, no doubt. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, how long do we sit idly by and let this happen? And when I say idly by, I mean, we're sitting idly by. We're doing nothing about it. We, we just had four people, Americans, who, you know, 
ill-advised or not, they went down to Mexico with no other purpose in mind than just a personal trip. Uh, apparently, one of the ladies wanted to get a medical procedure down there because it was cheaper, which was an elective procedure that I'm sure she's regretting now. But she and three other friends went down, and two of them were killed instantly. One of them is still uh, nursing a gun wound, and I think she's the only one who is not shot. Um, and they were held captive for several days. What the heck, man? That's right on our southern border. And that's that's just Americans traveling in. What? not to mention what's happening on our side of the border, which I'll get into in just a minute. So this is, this is a legit national security issue. This cannot be considered a social justice issue anymore at all. Disabuse yourself of the idea that this southern border is merely a social justice issue. It is not. I don't care how many times Ocasio-Cortez puts on her fancy white outfit and goes down there and cries by the fence line. It is not a social justice issue. People are dying. And they're not just dying in a little bit. They're dying in droves. And oh, by the way, even if you don't care about U.S. citizens, how about the number of of immigrants that are trying to get into the country that are dying in the process or being trafficked in the process or being abused or raped in the process or having their their, life savings stolen from them in the process? We find babies in the desert that have been abandoned. We find dead bodies in the Rio Grande. One sheriff said that he finds a body nearly daily in the Rio Grande River and in his sector. I'm just telling you, folks, the death toll of having a weak southern border, that alone should be something that causes shame and despair in the White House. At least try. Well, we're going to cover some things here in a minute. It sounds like the Biden administration may actually be changing some of its policies. Woo-hoo! Is that right? Pray tell. Could it be they're going to, oh, I don't know, reinstitute stay in Mexico? You can't make this stuff up. But unfortunately, you can't make this stuff up. It's real. And truth is worse than fiction right now on the southern border. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. You guys stay tuned. We will be right back. (laughs) 